This is Live Well Talk on a day in the life of a laboratory technician. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UD Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. On today's episode, we continue to meet members of the, of the hospital community and their various duties uh, here within the four walls of the hospital. As we said before, it's just simply not a building where doctors and nurses work. Medicine's a team sport, and we have plenty of valuable members to that team. Our guest on today's episode is Carrie Sabula. Hi. Thank you for having me. I, w- I just want the listeners to know I practiced that last name <laughs> several times. Laboratory technician with St. Luke's Laboratory. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. So what is a laboratory technician? So specifically in healthcare, it's uh, we do a lot of like the testing. So having to deal with uh, many different types of fluids that come from the body and sources that doctors are kind of looking at for results. So like that phlebotomist that comes in and takes your blood, the tech would then take that and put it on a machine and it analyzes it and gives us results. So we can do that on urine. We can do that on cerebral spinal fluid and like many different fluids. And so when we get those results, we're going to look at them and we're going to make sure they're as accurate as possible. And then we submit them for the physician to review and then they interpret them. And that decides like the best diagnosis and treatment for a patient. What got you interested in that? I mean, that's just not... I I guarantee there was no children (laughs) yesterday that went trick-or-treating in a laboratory technician costume. Yeah. So the funny thing is that um, I actually didn't know what I was going to do until the fourth year of college that I was in. So I was doing a lot of research on what's a healthcare field that I can be in that didn't require as much school because I was kind of like burnt out at that point. So I found out that the tech like route, you only need an additional year of schooling and then you can like sit for your board, a registry and take it and then pass, certify and just work right right then and there. And I, I knew I wanted to be something in healthcare. I wanted to be involved in science because I love biology, I love chemistry. So this job is like perfect for that, seeing all the reactions of testing in these machines and the results we get out, figuring out what those actually mean for the body and like different diagnoses. So that's what I find very interesting about it. So I, I just decided like, this is what I want to do. And I, I also shadowed a lab tech and like I learned, okay, I, I think I can do this. Like I really love the microbiology side of it is probably one of my favorite subjects in lab tech work. So, yeah. Now, do, you mentioned phlebotomy mm-hmm. and we, we've had a phlebotomist on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Do, do you do any phlebotomy or do you strictly work in the lab? So it depends on like kind of the shift that you're on. So night shift techs do a lot more drawing of labs because there's just a lower amount of people. So if the right. floor is so busy, the, they go up okay. and they help. That's what I wondered. Yeah. You know, so I mean, days and evenings, we don't really do as much. So I'm currently a 12 hour charge tech. So I don't, heart, I barely draw blood anymore, but I am still competent if they need me, especially for like legal draws and things like that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Do you like it? <laughs> You said phlebotomy you liked it. Yeah, or you like said, well, phlebotomy both. Okay, phlebotomy part of it I don't like as much because I don't like poking people and like causing that pain to them. But I know it's very important, so it's probably not one of my favorite things because I just yeah. But um, so like so you're saying specifically what I like? Do, yeah. Do you do you like what you do down in the lab? Oh yeah. You said microbiology is your favorite. Yes, microbiology. I'm I'm learning like I've just learned how to read urines like on plates. So I've been looking at bacteria a lot and then IDing them and figuring out what's going on there. And I think that's like awesome. And that's always what I wanted to do. So coming in as a lab tech, it was my goal to eventually become a plate reader. And so it, it takes a little bit before you can do that because it's a very specialized subject. It, it, that, that became clear to me 
And I think I thought that I had a pretty good understanding the value the laboratory team played in medicine, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I've, I've felt very comfortable with that. But I do think the pandemic and COVID illustrated how important the lab is. Right. And how microbiology, and you just said it in a way, it's more of an art than a science. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. really, you know, it's it's not just a machine that you push a button. It really right. is truly a procedure that needs a specific skill set mm-hmm. to do it correctly. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, I think that became very apparent during the pandemic how important the lab was. Yeah. Uh, particularly when we had, you know, 10 tests a day or whatever it was there for a while at the very beginning. Right. Yeah. And particularly microbiology. I think that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been a lab? So I've been about two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen in my 25 years, the resulting of labs just get faster all the time, yeah. particularly microbiology. I mean, right. you get those preliminary reports now back in hours and, you know, it used mm-hmm. to be days and that's changed a lot. I the, think, I think the, the technology has been a huge part of that. We just replaced our machines that do sensitivities and also the machine that does the IDs. So they are designed to be a lot faster so yeah. we can get... Uh, I can have like 30 organisms IDing and I can have them done in like 10 minutes. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that, yeah. I, you can feel that uh, mm-hmm. as you're taking care of patients. That's pretty obvious. Um, well, what's, what's a typical day? Take us through your typical day. <laughs> so it depends on if your you are specialized. typical glamorous rock star day. Right. Yeah. Take us through it. Very busy. Um, <laughs> so if you are a generalist tech, you're trained in many different areas. So if you have like blood bank, we have hematology, chemistry, molecular, and micro. So I am able to do basically the majority of that. There's certain things I can't do because they take more training. But if you are a generalist, depending on where they schedule you, that's what you'd be doing. So like in blood bank, if I'm there, I'm issuing blood products, doing blood typing, antibody IDs, um, core, I'm urinalysis. You can do CBCs. So that's like your red blood cell, white blood cell counts. And then chemistry, looking at the analytes in your body and figuring out like like comprehensive metabolic panels and all those things. And then I can also do COVID testing and I can do respiratory of like many different viruses. And then in micro, I can set up the plates and I can read some of the plates. So I'm able to do like multiple things. So depending on where I'm scheduled, I I would focus on just one area kind of thing. So yeah, a typical day can be like pretty busy. We have a lot of stuff going on. We've taken in med labs testing, you know, and having inpatient as well. So like whatever we get down, we run it on our machines and yeah. So any, any idea how many labs a day are run through the system? I don't know at this point. Uh, Sometimes they tell us it at the respect total, but they haven't lately, but I know we were doing like, I think there was like something about the number of draws we had was, I can't remember the exact count, but I know it was over maybe a thousand. I believe in it. a month. So we do probably way more than a thousand tests per month for sure. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff we have going on. I think as physicians, we consciously try not to order tests if we don't need them, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. just like you said, a person gets poked, they get woken up right. uh, and with the morning swarm. And then, you know, so that that's can be disruptive to somebody's sleep and their, their hospitalization. But but you do need them. What is there any ongoing training? Like for me, I have uh, mm-hmm. continuing medical education requirements either for my board boards mm-hmm. or 
for the state, my license. What, what's that like for technicians? Yeah. So um, after three years, you need to become recertified. And to do that, you have to enroll in certain courses and earn credits that way. So you have to get 32 credits over the course of three years. And you can do that by going on the ASCP.org and they have courses you can enroll in. And then at, here at St. Luke's, we have the Media Lab program and that allows you to also enroll in classes for free. And they're usually kind of like reading things, taking a quiz, and then that's how you get your yeah. credits. And then you submit them at the end of those three years and you just become recertified that way. So that's really all we have to do. Because even before the pandemic, I you know, most physicians, we were doing stuff online as opposed to going to a conference somewhere. Mm -hmm. It was just easier, you know, and I think the pandemic really, that's kind of become an industry on itself of just doing classes online and getting credit for it that yep. way. Um, what do you like about working here at St. Luke's? So, I mean, other than the opportunity to be on this podcast. Right. <laughs> That's number one. So mm -hmm. start with number two. What's what's your second best favorite thing about St. Luke's? So I think St. Luke's Hospital is like pretty special in that the people I work with are a great team. The teamwork is like excellent in a way that like to, even if it's nurses, physician, and then my coworkers down the lab, uh, we have a great way of like communicating with each other and trying our best to like figure out the best treatment for a patient. I think that also the people here are very genuine and kind. And I think you can get some of the best treatment here because of that, because we genuinely care about the patient care. So that's what I like most is I feel like I'm that's part awesome. of a team coming to work like this is yes, I'm on this team, like I'm making a difference in people's lives. Like that's always what I've wanted to do. I know I've wanted to be in healthcare because I want to help people. And even though I'm not always like face to face, like I, I know, like in the background, I'm still I still matter to like be Absolutely. able to help. Yeah. So medicine's yeah. a team sport, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I, I think for me, and I've said this before, but you know, I think culture is what you believe and how you behave, mm -hmm. right? And I think we're so blessed here because people believe in what they do, right? And they behave that way. Yes. So it's a it's a very positive culture. And sometimes I don't think we realize how great we have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I really do. Mm -hmm. I think we take a lot of this for granted. And it's interesting. You have these travelers come and they're like, mm -hmm. this is one of the best hospitals yes, I've ever been in. I've, just, I've heard that. Just, people heard are just that. kind and they care about people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that is not everywhere. So that that's that's makes you feel good. But, right. you know, also I think we do take it. We take it for granted. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's okay, too. So what advice would you give a young person? I think one, I think your your advice to get in healthcare is, is a good choice because I think mm -hmm. it's an industry that's not going anywhere. My dad used to say right. people got to eat and they have to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, go either the agriculture and food or going to healthcare. Mm -hmm. You know, that used to be his advice. Um, and so I, I, think, I think that's great advice for young people. But what else advice would you give them? Um, so when you're thinking about potentially what you want to do. Um, I think it just all depends on like what you personally like to do physically or like if you want to be with patients more going that route of being like on the floor more or sometimes in like big hospitals like this, the techs don't always have patient contact. So if you're really looking for that, you might look for like a smaller hospital clinic type base. Um, here, it's going to be, I think, a lot more a lot more stuff going on, you learn a lot more, but I would recommend specifically to people who are thinking they're becoming a lab tech or interested in that, I would job shadow 
And that that's what I did. And I would job shadow like many different things, but specifically like try to see how you feel and, and see how we work and if that's something you want to do. Because um, job shadowing is just something that I think is very important in figuring out, you know, what you're comfortable with. And, and this is actually like, looks really cool. That's what I want to do. So, yeah, yeah I think job shadowing is a huge thing. <laughs> I, so. I, sometimes I think, you know, St. Luke's here, we're licensed for what, 400 and some beds. And we have about anywhere from 250 up to 270 on any given day, mm-hmm. patients. Mm-hmm. But we do, we do enough of the continuum of care, the surgeries and the heart procedures. And, and, and so there's a lot happening, mm-hmm. but then same token, we're still small enough to know each other. And I think that's right. important too. Yeah. Cause you can be yeah. someplace so big that nobody knows each other mm-hmm. uh, or someplace so small that they just don't take care of the acuity that we do. Uh, and you don't get those experiences. Right. I yeah. think it's very like, I like St. Luke's in the fact that it is a, a bigger hospital, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, we're still connected to each other yeah. on the floor and, and the lab and, um, and, and the fact that the lab at St. Luke's has so much like the blood bank core PCR microbiology, you have like so many different subjects that you can learn versus like some smaller clinics or just like one or two things that you're doing. I think at St. Luke's, you would never get bored <laughs> of what you're doing. Cause you're, if you're a generalist, you're constantly moving and you're seeing new things, you're learning new things. And it, it keeps you challenged sometimes. Cause you have to like figure out how do I get this re- accurate result properly? Like. So I think if you're in a bigger lab, it's much better, in my opinion. And St. Luke's definitely is the place to be for that. So I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Carrie, thank you. Once again, this is Carrie Sabula, a laboratory technician here at St. Luke's, joining me to discuss what it takes to be a laboratory technician and the daily life of a laboratory technician. If you're interested in a career as a laboratory technician at St. Luke's, visit unipoint.org backslash careers. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk on. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.